0: I'm not sure if I only notice it because I'm a priest, or if everybody has noticed this, but there seems to be a trend toward doing sacraments outside. Now, I'll hear a confession anywhere. You can ask me anywhere you see me. I always have a stole. I'll hear a confession anywhere. And I'll anoint people anywhere because they die anywhere. But there's this push, for example, to do all of these weddings outside. Nobody wants to get married in a church anymore. And it's not just because people are moving away from religion. You'll still see people bring a religious minister to the outdoors to celebrate a wedding in a field, or in a barn, or on a beach, or in the woods. Very common. Our non-denominational brothers and sisters like the drama and flourish of baptizing people in rivers or in lakes rather than in fonts, And, much to my chagrin, my priest friends love to go hiking, and they think it's super cool to celebrate Mass on a rock somewhere in the woods. I guess, if you're into that, whatever. And yet, and yet, the Church, as with so many things, hasn't really caught up with this modern trend you still need the bishop's permission to celebrate a wedding outside of a church building. And that is not a permission that he gives very often. And the church says that only in in times of necessity, only when it's necessary, should you celebrate Mass outside of a church building. So I will, from time to time, celebrate Mass in a hotel room when I'm traveling But before that, I always look for a church to try to celebrate in a church, because that's what the church would have us do. And then, we don't really baptize in rivers and streams. We're definitely font people in the Catholic Church. Why is that? Why is the modern world moving toward, let's do all these things outside, and the Catholic Church says, no, 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 let's stick with our buildings. Our buildings are good. We like our buildings. Well, I think people are moving to sacraments outside for two reasons. Reason number one is that there is sort of an informality around the sacraments, or a, a movement where we don't really appreciate the gravity and power of the sacraments. If I talk about the Eucharist as a community meal, for example, yeah, we, can, we, we have picnics, right? Why not celebrate the Mass on a rock or in a field or whatever? Why not? It's a community meal. But if I celebrate the Mass, if I say the Mass is a participation in the one sacrifice of Jesus Christ through which we are redeemed, it has a little bit more of a gravity to it. There's more gravitas to it. Today we talk more about the the informal feel-good way of talking about the sacraments than we do about the gravity of the sacraments. So we don't feel like we need the gravity of a church building. We're like, yeah, just do it wherever, because God is everywhere. I think the other reason we've moved to doing sacraments outside is because our church buildings are ugly. Like, I don't know if any of you come from King County like I do. I grew up in a church that was supposed to be a gym. Archbishop Connolly has this idea, had this idea. You're building a new parish, build the school first, that'll get the parents committed and then fundraise for the church building. So, celebrate mass in your gym for a few years while you raise money for the church. That never worked out. We have dozens of gym churches around this diocese, and nobody really wants to get married in a gym. So they're like, yeah, let's just do it in a field. It's better. We are blessed here at Assumption to have a building that was built with gravitas. Now in the gym, you'll see pictures. We've renovated the church every 20 years since it was built. And in my opinion, every time we did it, it just got worse. So, I saw a description, for example, of the original paintings in the church. There used to be paintings underneath each window. There were paintings on these walls. There were paintings surrounding the frescoes in the back. Every pillar was made to look like stone. There was a painting effect where it looked like stone. And in each pillar, there were etched vines. And then around each rib, there were checkers to really emphasize the rib. We whitewashed it in the 50s. Well, actually, we whitewashed it in the 50s, and then we painted it over with things that looked more like they were done by a child, and in the 80s, we just whitewashed all of that. It's too bad, because we were moving away from this idea that we needed church buildings, that they were somehow important. But today, we celebrate the 100th anniversary of the dedication of our church, which means I have to make the argument for why church buildings still matter. Why does it matter that this building has been around for 100 years? It matters because the sacraments are really, really important. If you want to define a church building, it's not a building with pews, it's not even necessarily a building with an altar. A church is where the sacraments are celebrated. It is a special building designed around the sacraments. We start with the sacraments. We don't start with the building. And we take these sacraments and we give them a home. The sacraments are the power of God. They're the power of God. They're the power of God to wash away sin. They're the power of God to make Himself present in the Eucharist. They're the power of God to fill us with the Holy Spirit, to unite us in marriage, to ordain us as priests and deacons. The power of God to forgive sins, to prepare us for death. It's an incredible power. When you think about what God is doing in the sacraments, I can't think of anything more miraculous in this world, more awe-inspiring. I can't think of anything that should cause us to go down on our knees or lie face down before the power and majesty of the sacraments. They are incredible things. So it should be no surprise that over the course of human history, we have built magnificent edifices to house the sacraments. If we're going to experience directly the power of God, we need to be surrounded by a building that reminds us of that power. We need to be given an architectural symbol of the majesty of our Lord, who saves us and unites us. When we want to be inspired by God, who gives us himself in the Eucharist, we should be inspired by the church that houses the Eucharist 24 7, 364, because Good Friday is weird. In addition, in addition to the fact that a church building reminds us of the power of the sacraments that are celebrated within, a church building with history reminds us of the lives that are touched by that power. I am incredibly grateful and blessed to be the pastor of Assumption for so many reasons. First and foremost, of course, is the people. The people are the church before the building is the church. But I'm so blessed to have received, as you have from previous generations, this building. This building in which a hundred years of the sacraments have been celebrated. As far as I know, nobody in this building right now is hundred years old. The sacraments have been celebrated in this building longer than any of us have been on earth, which means that they have touched generations and generations of people. There have been a hundred years of baptisms in this church. A hundred years of people being brought into the family of God through the forgiveness of sins. There have been a hundred years of masses in this church. Masses for Christmas, for Easter, for Corpus Christi. Masses for funerals. Masses for giant celebrations, for graduations. All of these times where we take our great emotions, big and small, and we offer them up to the Lord in the Holy Sacrifice. A hundred years of confirmations, a hundred years of people receiving the Holy Spirit and bringing that Spirit into the city of Bellingham. A hundred years of sins wiped away, left in the confessionals that line our walls. A hundred years of marriages that brought us the great and wonderful families from which we ourselves came, that built up our community. We've had ordinations in this church. I was personally present for the ordination of Father Brian Oakes to the diaconate. We've had funerals and burials out of this church. This church is holy because the sacraments are celebrated here, but it's also holy because a hundred years of people have celebrated the sacraments here. When we walk into this church, we inherit the holiness of a hundred people who have gone before us. We inherit the holiness of a hundred years of the Catholic community in this location, within these very walls. We are connected to something far greater than our own lives. We are connected to the community of the baptized. We are connected to a hundred years of saints and sinners who have struggled to follow Christ in their everyday lives here in Bellingham on the corner of Cornwall and Kentucky. And we are connected through them and through the sacraments to the communion of saints, to 2,000 years of people walking that same journey and living that same struggle. When we walk into these walls, when we walk into these doors and celebrate within these walls, We receive the power of a hundred years of prayer, and we receive the power of 2,000 years of the sacraments. This building stands as a reminder that God became incarnate and is present among us. His presence is made real here, has been for a hundred years, and if we remain faithful, will be for a hundred years more.